0: I believe.
1: like he says Amen. Amen He's coming away that he's now living in his bride Amen And we believe that one day he's going to come back and take his bride away Amen, Amen. Hallelujah We thank the Lord for this evening and maybe let's just go on a word of prayer to him this evening before we start Dear Lord we just want to say thank you Father we thank you that you're faithful we thank you that you're true. We thank you, Lord, that everything that you promised in your word, that you were able to do it and you are doing it now, Lord. Father, we thank you that there is a promise that one day you're going to come and take us away, Father. And Lord, we're looking forward to that day, Lord. But Father, until that day comes, Lord, Father, we just pray that you will be the God of our lives, of God. That you be the one to lead and guide us each step of the way, O Lord. Father, you be the one, Lord God, to lead us. Father, you be the one, Lord Father, to bring us, Lord, to the place where you want us to be, Lord. Father, we just want to surrender ourselves to you this evening. We just want to ask you to move, Lord, among us. Father, we've seen you moving among us in, in the last few services, Lord. And Father, we want you to move again this evening, Lord. For Lord, we're just mortal beings, and Lord, there's nothing we can do. We're just vessels, Lord, in your hands, Lord. Father, I just pray, surrender myself to you, Lord, and just ask, the Lord, you will move, that you will speak, Lord. You are the one, you're the only one who can discern the thoughts and intents of your people, Lord. Father, you know the trouble, you know the need of God. Father, if need be, Lord, let me go off the notes, let me go off whatever you want. But Lord, just minister to your people, Lord, But we may receive from you this evening, Lord. Father, I pray that you will bless us, Lord. We thank you for the song service, Lord. We thank you for musicians, Lord. We thank you for song leaders, Lord. We thank you for Dickens. We thank you for trustees, Lord. We thank you for the members of the body, Lord. Amen. Father, we just bless your name this evening. We ask that you have the preeminence. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. We greet you all this evening. Amen. Shiver sure and nervous. The services has been really a blessing. And I just pray the Lord to continue in that same vein this evening. Amen. God bless you, brother Ray, and the musicians. Amen. We sure wanna wanna say. We thank the Lord for the services. Really appreciate the word on one's there, brother Ed. It was sure a blessing. Oh, I believe everyone was touched by the Lord. You know, I I don't even have words to say. But God bless you, brother Ed. Amen. We thank the Lord for coming down and we thank the lord for friday young people was was a sure blessing friday All the young people that were here we thank brother andrew god bless you for bringing the word towards the way to heavenly father amen we do have a heavenly father amen we thank the lord for it and again this morning we thank the lord for the word amen amen how many love the lord Amen. amen Well, let's turn to our Bibles this evening, to Revelation chapter 10, a very familiar scripture. We'll read it all this evening. And uh, we just pray the Lord will lead. Amen. Very familiar scripture. And I saw another mighty angel come down, come down from heaven, clothed with a cloud, and a rainbow was upon his head, and his face was as it were the sun, and his feet as pillars of fire, and he had in his hand a little book open, and he set his right foot upon the sea, and his left foot on the earth, and cried with a loud voice, as when a lion roars, and when he had cried, seven thunders uttered their voices, and when the seven thunders had uttered their voices, I was about to write, and I heard a voice from heaven saying unto me, Seal up those things which the seven thunders uttered, and write them not." And the angel which I saw stand upon the sea, and upon, upon the earth lifted up his hand to heaven, and swore by him that liveth forever and ever, who created heaven and the things that therein are, and the earth and the things that therein are, and the sea and the things that therein are, that there should be time no longer. But in the days of the voice of the seventh angel, when he shall begin to sound, the mystery of God shall be finished, as he declared to his servants the prophets. And the voice which I heard from heaven spake unto me again, and said, Go and take the little book which is in the hand of the angel which standeth upon the sea and upon the earth. And he we went unto the angel and said unto him, Give me the little book. And he said unto me, Take it. And eat it up, and it, shall, and it shall make thy belly bitter, but it shall be in thy mouth sweet as honey. And I took the little book out of the hands out of the angel's hand, and ate it up, and it was in my mouth sweet as honey, and as soon as I had eaten it, my belly was bitter. And he said unto me, Thou must prophesy again before many peoples and nations, and tongues, and kins. Amen. Amen. May the Lord add his blessing to the reading of the word. You may have your seat. Amen. Tonight we want to talk about, we want to speak on your revival. Amen. Your revival. We've heard the word revival many times. Brother Branham says the word revival many times also. we well, I want to start this evening by taking a quote from Israel and the church, one, Jeffersonville, 1953. Brother Branham said, a revival, to my opinion, doesn't consist of, well, bringing in new members. A revival doesn't consist of a bunch of conversion, although those things come along with a revival. But a revival is to revive what you've already got. Just to get them revived. Amen. In Expectation, Long Beach, 1961. Brother Branham again talking about revival. He said, now a minister cannot bring a revival. There is no preacher can bring a revival. He doesn't pack it with him. And the only thing he can do is just to be loyal to God and his word. And the revival has to come by the people in your home, in your life. Now, a revival isn't adding members to the church. It's reviving that what we've already got. To revive means to bring back. Amen. So we can understand that Brother Branham is saying that the revival is not a the moving and a in of many people. Although those things come along with a revival, but a revival is to bring back that which we already have. A revival is to bring back that which God has already deposited in His people and in His bride. Amen. Brother Branham in the message in Long Beach, you speak about how he went to the lake. I think of Michigan and he was just studying the lake and he was just studying in the waves of water and he was looking at these waters and they were just crushing and they were crushing up and down and they were jumping up and down and and he kept on looking at this river and he wondered no, what is it trying to do what is going on and he started to think well the lake must be having a revival but he couldn't fully understand why is it doing that why is all this crushing why is all this moving why is all this happening and he came to understand that the reason why that the lake was having a revival Was because it was pushing out every trash that was in the lake. It was pushing out every field that was in the lake. That was what was bringing that lake a revival. And the reason why the lake was doing that was because the day that that lake was created by the spoken word of God, it was a pure lake. The day it was created, it had no fields on it. The day it was created, there was no dirt in it. But because of the falling of man, because of the falling of nature, that, that lake become a dirty lake. But the lake couldn't stay that way. There was a groan on Wadena. There was a groan on under the nature. There was a groan on for it to come back to its original state. And for a matter of fact, it kept on reviving itself. It kept on pushing out the trash. And I believe that if, a, if, if the body of Lake, which was created by God, has a groan on Wadena, to revive itself, Then I believe that the same thing must be seen of the people who came from eternity. I believe that the same thing must be seen of them also. That they must be grown and that there must be in a constant revival because they came from eternity and they want to go back to eternity. And I believe that there must be a revival in the midst of the bride, a constant washing, a constant cleaning hell. Now was the season of the bride. Now was the time of the bride. See Luther had his revival. Wesley had his revival. Pentecost had his revival. But there ought to be another revival. And Brother Branham will speak about it in the seals. And we know that these seals were not a word of man. We know how Brother Branham was speaking about him. Of how he started off by just taking what people have said. And he was just going through them and, and trying to see how the Lord will lead him. But then all of a sudden, that mighty angel, that mighty angel that had a book in his hand, he's the one who came down and started to reveal what those seals meant. That wasn't a word of a man. That was a word that came from above. Because he is the only one who knew what it will take to prepare a prayer for him. Amen. Brother Branham didn't know it. It was the angel. It was Christ that came. Amen. And it came to him because he was the chosen prophet of this age. Amen. Amen. And so, Brother Branham on the third seal... Brother Brandon speaking the torch seal and his says, The bride hasn't had a revival yet. See, there's been no revival there. No manifestation of God to stir the bride yet. Right. See, we are looking for it. that said it will take those seven unknown thunders back there to wake her up again. Right. Yeah. And it's said he will send it, he promised it. Now, now watch. And you see, since the time he preached the Seals, see, we have been watching, and we have heard, and we have read from that book. Right. And today we have come to a place that we have understood by that same book that those veratundas that he spoke about was not an house, but Jesus Christ coming down in a people. That it was not announced, but Jesus Christ fulfilling the second-fold purpose of his mystery. We've understood, boy, the book. With our very same book. We have understood that it is him coming down on the people. It is him having a preeminence in the people. So that now he can have a people that can be his voice. So that now he can have a people that can be the manifestation of God in flesh again. So that now he can have a people who are the revelation of the seals. I think it was Brother Ed that said it the other day that the seals is not just a mystery in a book, but the seal is you. The seal is Christ and you. See, it's the devil that is trying to make it some complicated then. It is not complicated. We are serving a God of simplicity. Yeah. It is not a more Christ than you. Right. The seals have got food today. The seals have got hands today. The seals has got a voice today. And it is the bride. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Now is their season. Now is the season for our revival. Because that what was going to revive her was those thunders. And they have ordered their voices. And we have understood by the books. Now is their revival. Now is their awakening. Amen. 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 It is not going to be another time. But it is this time. Amen. Because now she has come to understand, now she has come to know that Christ is living in her, that she is Him. And friends, let us not this word just become a catchphrase. Yes. That's right. Amen. It is time for the word to start to live on a people. If the word says that she is him, that she must start to manifest Him and nothing else. It is time for that word to start to live again. And we don't want it to be a catchphrase, but we want it to be a reality. We want it to be a living people that are walking on this age. Amen. Because years now come, taking the preeminence, taking the preeminence of your soul, taking the preeminence of your spirit, taking the preeminence of your body. Friends, we've come to a place. The time of amnesia is over. The time of amnesia is over. The time that we couldn't recognize who we were, it is over. The time of slavery is over. The time of condemnation is over. The time of bondage is over. There is a people who have been set free. There is a people that are called to believe in a revival. Amen. And this revival that we're talking about, this revival is not just. It is not just only to some group of people, or to the elder one. This revival is also to young people. You can be the revelation of Christ in this day, the sea, and age. As we heard on Friday, there are going to be a young people in the rapture. No matter when the rapture is going to take place, there are going to be a young people in the rapture. There are going to be a young people that want to go about a change. I didn't get this time for the bride of Christ to arise. I didn't get this time for her to let God fully have the preeminence in her. And what it is going to take is to be more sincere. Is just to be more sincere. I think we've come to a place that it is time to let the devil be placed where he belongs to be placed. It is time to put him in his position. It is time to place him back on our feet. It is time for us to understand and to remember that the same one who cast him out of heaven is the same one that is living in us. And so we also have the authority. We also have the right to cast him out. Yeah. Yeah. Hallelujah. Brother Branham will speak about it. I think it's in the greatest battle ever fought. And he will speak about it. And he will say that the enemy, the army of Satan, will come on with disease. He will come on with sickness. He will come on with all divers things. But he said that the army of God has one commission, and that commission is to cast him out. Yeah. That commission is to cast him out. So after Brother Branham preached the seals, he continued to speak about revival. And he says that the revival is over. And he says the revival is over us. a great move, a great worldwide move of a revival is, is over. Because now Christ has moved in with his pride. Now they've moved into a secret place. Now they've moved into the tent. Now they've moved and they've been hidden away. And now the revival is to her alone. It is no more a brick tent. It is now a secret. It is your own personal revival. Amen. That's why he said that the revival, it is in the people. And Brother Branham will go on and how can I overcome now it's 63, he's preached to see now, and this is in August 1963, and he's preaching, how can I overcome? And I said, I want to take my subject this morning of this, how can I overcome? Now I chose this because that I think that it is time that we should never let the spirit of revival die. He said, we've got to keep in revival. Constantly revived every day. Paul said, he had to die daily that Christ could live. And we must never let the revival, let that revival die within us. Now we've come to a place that the revival ought not to die. But it must be a constant, a daily revival. Revival. A daily cleaning out. A daily pushing out. Hallelujah. See, everything in this time that we shouldn't forget who we are. Because sometimes we do forget who we are. We do forget the one that is living in us. We do forget from where we came from and where we are going again. See, it is time for us to break free from that barrier. Of saying that, uh, you know, these are my yes, they are our parents, and we appreciate them. But there is a heavenly Father. Amen. There is a heavenly Father. There is a real Father. There is a real Mother. There is one that gave birth to us and a start before the foundation of the world. Amen. That is where we came from. Our parents is the channel that he used to bring the manifestation of himself in this day, and he's requiring a constant revival. But now, how do we keep a constant revival? First Corinthians 5 7 and 8. He said, Purge out, therefore, the old leaven. That ye may be a new lump. As ye are unleavened. See, you are unleavened. We weren't born to have leaven in us. The sea wasn't born to be filthy. It was born to be clean. And so were we born to be clean. Born to be victorious. Born to be overcomers. For even Christ, our Passover, is sacrificed for us. Therefore, let us keep the feast, not with old leaven, neither with the leaven of malice and wickedness, but with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. The unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. That is what is going to bring always a revival. The sincerity and the truth. See, he's not asking. He's just asking you to be more sincere. See, if we were at our work, and our boss asked us for a little extra time, or asked us to work a little harder, see, we will put on every effort to do that. We'll put in every effort to please your boss. But friends, now we're living in another economy. This is the kingdom of heaven. This is the kingdom of God. And he's asking for more sincerity. And I believe that I ought to be our priority. That we will be sincere. That we will continue on this walk with your love bread. Of sincerity and truth. And friends, there's nothing else that is going to be bringing a purging. See, sometimes you're looking for something new that is going to bring a purging. Or something new that is going to bring a revival. But it is the same old gospel. It is not a new. It is the same word. It is the same message. It is the same time of prayer. See God's weapon that He gave at the beginning, it is the same today. It has never changed. The only thing that is going to defeat the enemy is the Word. See, He never updates His weapon, He keeps the same weapon, and it is the Word. There's no new. It is the same Word, it is the same message. It is the same time of prayer. That is what will bring the revival. That is what will bring the cleansing. Amen. And you see, the reason why the Lord is always asking for a purging. The reason why we must be constantly purged and cleansed is because whenever God moves, see, Satan also moves. See, Satan doesn't sit back and watch and let God, you know, just go ahead with his program. But he's there to counteract. He's there to fight back. See, Brother Branham was saying in Ephesians, in the, in the church age book, in Ephesians, church age, chapter 3. He said, I want to carry this thought all the way through. So let us go a step further. Have you ever studied the history of revivals? Now, a revival signifies a move of God in power. And every time God moves, Satan is there to move also. It never fails. He says, in the days of the great Welsh revival, and most people don't know this, the insane asylum filled up quickly. And there was a great display of, the de- of devil power to take away the attention from God. It is written that in Wesley's days, the people would do most peculiar things that, that were definitely of Satan to try to mock the goodness and the power of God. In Luther's day... It is said that the miracle of his ministry did not lie in the fact that he successfully protested the Roman Catholic Church, but the miracle lied in the fact that he could and did stay sound and sane amidst the fanatic who were often filled with and guided by wrong spirit. And I said, if you have been aware of this last day ministry, you would have noted the same invasion of false and wicked spirits. It has to be that way. Now I hope and trust you are spiritual minded enough to get that and capitalize on it. See, whenever God moves, Satan also moves. In every age in every revival. See, he wouldn't let us that way. We can remember the great revival that Moses brought on his day. When Moses went down to Egypt to bring the people out, to bring out the children of God into their God-given promised land. See, he went over with a message and he started upon the way his message. But you see, when the time came for them to move out, Satan had his people among them. And the Bible will call them the mixed multitudes. And these mixed multitudes started to lead the children of Israel to start to do things against the will of God. They started to bring them to a place to get them to murmur against the manna that was sent to them. It was a manna that was sent fresh from heaven, but they got them to a place that they started murmur against the manna. They started murmuring against the word. They started murmuring against the prophet, and they constantly kept on pointing them to go back to Egypt. They constantly keep telling them, "Let's go back. Where is this Moses gone? He's been gone for so long. Let's just go back. Let's make us another king." Let's just go back. Do you remember the garlics and the onions and the melons and the stuff we had in Egypt? See, he was only remembering them aside of what they were doing, but he wasn't remembering them of the slavery, he wasn't remembering them of the lashes. Right. But he was saying to them, Let us go back, let us go back. And you see, that mixed multitude has not left. He is still in our midst today. He is in the ranks of the message today. And even closer, He's right in you today. And it is that unredeemed flesh of ours. And He's right there trying to get us to rebel against the word, trying to bring back our family traits, trying to get us to turn away from the word, to go back to the world. That makes multitude are still there. But there's a word that has come to set God's people free. See, it was on the day of Pentecost. It was on the days of the apostles when the great revival came. When the Holy Ghost came down. And these people were filled with the Holy Ghost. They were endued with power. And they were given the authority to use the power that was given to them. And surely God was moving among them. But right at that time, the Sadducees started to rise up. The elders started to rise up. The rulers started to rise up. The scribes started to rise up. Persecutions started to rise up. Threatening started to rise up. Isn't it interesting when we start getting closer to the lord when the lord start bringing the word in a way that is drawing us closer that is preparing us to be ready for a rapture isn't an interest in how in that very moment there is trouble in the home in that very moment sickness strikes the home in that very moment here comes the devil And try to rob away the joy. Try to rob away the peace. But you see, these disciples, see the purpose in their heart that they were going to keep the revival going. See, they were not going to stop. They were not going to look at some people who were just trying to bring some threatening. They were just going to keep the revival going. They were not turning back. They were not retreating. They were going all the way. And when the threatening came, and when the persecution came, they were cast into prison. They were beaten. They were sent out. And when they came out, They gathered themselves together. They said, We need another revival. See, it was good what we had on the day of Pentecost, it's great. We love it. But things are getting tighter. We need God to fill us again. We need some bonus again. Things are getting tighter. Now the see is getting darker. We need to refill them. We need God to come back on the scene again. And they gathered themselves together. And the Bible said that they came together again in one accord. See, on the day of Pentecost, they came together in one accord and something happened. And they can look back to it and say, if we come back together in one accord, something is bound to happen. I tell you, bread of Christ, if we come back in one accord, something is bound to happen. Every feeling is bound to happen. And they came together. And the Bible says in Acts chapter 4, 24. It says, And when they had heard that, they lifted up their voice to God with one accord, and said, Lord, thou art God which has made heaven and earth, and the sea, and all that in them is. Who by the might of thy servant David said, why did they hate and rage, and the people imagine a vain thing? The kings of the earth stood up, and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord and against His Christ. For of the truth against thy holy child Jesus, whom thou hast anointed, both Herod and Pontius Pilate with the Gentiles and the people of Israel were gathered together. For to do whatsoever thy hand and thy counsel determined for them, determined to be done. And now, Lord, behold your threatenings, and grant unto thy servant with all boldness. They may speak thy word yeah. by stretching forth thine hand to heal, and the signs and wonders may be done by the name of thy holy child Jesus. And when they had prayed, the place was shaken where they were assembled together, and they were all. Now, notice they were all. I always like to stop at the word all because there is something about all, because when it says all, it means all. It means all the people that came and won a call. It means all the people that gathered together. And when it says all, it means all that is in here. All that is streaming. When they came together. Hallelujah. All. They were all filled with the Holy Ghost. Now, does that mean they didn't have the Holy Ghost? They are the Holy Ghost. But that was a refilling. Except they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and they spoke the word of God with boldness. Amen. And I believe that if there is a place that we can go, if we can come and want to call, and there is a place that we can go, that we can have boldness, if there is a place that we can go, and we can have a refilling of the Holy Ghost, then I believe that we ought to be a people that never ought to let the revival die. Hallelujah. Because when the threatening comes, there is a place that we can go. When When the threatening comes, we know that we have a Heavenly Father. There is a place that we can go, and I believe tonight, see, when they got it together, and they prayed, the Bible said of the place shook, the place shook, the place shook. When they came together and prayed, and I believe that we can have a shaking tonight. See, because the sea is constantly in a shaken, he's constantly in a revival, he's constantly pushing out, and I believe that we can have a shaken tonight. I believe we can have a shaking tonight. Not of these four wall corners, but a shaking of this temple. Of this temple that has been made of God. We believe, I believe that we can have a shaking. I believe that we can shake off any stubbornness that we had this morning. I believe we can shake off any pride. I believe we can shake off any malice. We can shake off any lust. We can shake off any thing the enemy has tried to put upon us. I believe that we can have a shake into nine. This is your revival. It is not the preacher, it is not the minister, it is your revival. It is personal because we are living in a time that God has dealt personal with his pride. You are the one who has to have a constant revival. Don't expect to come to church to have a revival. He said it is in your home. You spend more time at home than you spend in church. So if you're waiting just for revival in church, then you are the kind that is going from one revival to another revival. But a revival is said, it must be a constant revival. See, the sea does not just sit down and wait until it's completely filled with dirt, until it starts to push them out. But it is constantly doing it. Constantly doing it. Because the sea realizes that it is living in a fallen state. It realizes that no matter what, Field is going to come in, and whether you're on top of the mountain or whether you're down on the valley, the revival must always be there. Because regardless of what you are living in this world, regardless of what you are rubbing shoulders with the world, and the revival must be constantly. And I believe that tonight we can have a shaken. You can have a second. You can shake off the world if you need to shake it off. You can shake off the depression if you need to shake it off. You can shake off the complex if you need to shake it off. You can shake off the anxiety if you need to shake it off. Because tonight, there is a man that is here who can turn on the light of your revival. And the name of that man is called Jesus Christ. <laughs> In him there is faith. In him there is joy. In him there is overcoming power. In him there is victory. And he's here tonight to turn on the light. He's here tonight to turn on the light of your revival. Because the word has come. This is our time of the revival. She has waited and waited, but now is our time. They've all had their revival, but now is our time. And we know that this revival is going to carry on until one day the revival is going to bring a changing of this body. Because the revival is to bring back, bring back what we already had. We were eternal. We were with him. We were predestinated, chosen for none of them. And this revival has come to bring you back home. To bring you back to where you came from. That's what this revival has come from, for. To bring you back home. My friend, it starts here. It starts right here. It starts right now. Right now is the time of the revival. You can believe in here, but yet be home. You can believe in here, but your soul raptured. You can believe in here, but your spirit raptured. And you don't worry, you just have to drag the body with you, but it's fine. Very soon he'll get raptured too. Oh, friends, there's coming a day. Oh, when sorrow will be over. There's coming a day. Oh, my friends. I know some of you young people are saying, oh, wait a minute, I need to get married. <laughs> you know, that's what my sister would say to me. I'd say, you know, just let me get married. Because she want to put on the nice word and count and, you know. She said, if you just get married and then the rapture can take place, it's fine. Oh, but friends, even if you don't get there, I want to go home. Yeah. There is a place of rest, friends. There's a place of perfect peace. A place where there's no more sorrow. There's no more graveyard. A place where the loved one that has gone before, you can shake his hand again. A place where you can fellowship with them again. Oh, friend, it is what? Living in this revival, it is worth to go through the trial. It is worth to go through the threatenings. It is worth to go through the chastening. There is a reward. Don't you be worried. There is a reward. You see, there was a son. And he was living in his father's house. See, in his father's house, he had everything. But there came a time that he wanted to leave and go and live his own life. He wanted to leave home and he wanted to go. And so he asked his dad and he said, Dad, I want you to give me all that is mine because I am leaving. And surely, dad must have been sad. But however, dad couldn't stop his son. See, our heavenly Father has given us the free will. And whatever decision you make, he's not going to stop you. If you want to leave home, he'll let you leave home. If you want to stay home, he'll let you stay home. But his son decided that he wanted to leave home. And so daddy gave him everything that he had and and belonged to him and he left. And Brother Branham would dramatize it of how his friends would have come over and Kept on telling him about the great towns that was in the city. And all the big towns in the city. And surely he wanted to go out and test off them. And so finally he took his bags and walked away with his friends. That sounds like many of us. That sure sounds like me. And he left home. And he went his own way. But not long after he left, surely the very first days of his Of his days out of daddy's home were looking great. Surely he must have looked at this and said, really, this is life. This is enjoyment. This is peace. This is great. But not long after that, things started to change. Not long after that, the resources started to run out. Not long after that, poverty started to set in. Not long after that, loneliness started to set in. See the very friends that pulled him out of his daddy's house. When trouble came in, they left. And there he was on his own. There he was on his own without any help. There he was on his own lonely. There he was on his own depressed. And he sat there alone. But he started to remember daddy's home. And he started to look up from whence his help came from. He started to remember daddy's home. And what it was like to be in daddy's home. And he thought I would go back. And he took his bags. Perhaps there was little left, but he started his journey back home. And surely on his journey back home, he didn't have great expectations. On his journey back home, there was a lot of guilt on him. On his journey back home, there was a lot of shame with him. He kept up thinking, what is daddy going to say? And surely he wasn't expecting much when he was going home. He thought, I'll just go home. And I'm just going to ask him to be a servant. I don't want anything more than that. But little did he know that on his journey back home, there was something that was awaiting for him. On his journey back home, there was a revival that was awaiting for him. Because the original state of that boy was the son. His original state was a daddy, son, He was born of God. And there was a revival waiting for him. And the Bible says that when Dad saw him a miles away, when he saw him a miles away, see he didn't stand there and wait for him to come home. But daddy started to run. Daddy started to run. He started to run towards his son again. This is the heavenly father that was serving. He started to run to his son again. To run back to him. And when he came home, he said, Kill the father calf, get a rope ready. Because we're gonna have a revival, because my son who was dead has now come back home. And I don't know perhaps if there's a prodigal in here tonight, or there's a prodigal streaming on the on the line tonight. That you don't feel like going back home because there's a lot of shame and there's a lot of guilt. But I want you to know that there is a revival waiting for you. Because there is a predestinated seed that is in you. You see, the veritone that is making you crave to go back home is because you have a seed in you. That is what is drawing you back home. That is what is pulling you back home. And he's got a revival waiting for you. He's got a robe that is waiting for you. He's got a ring that is waiting for you. See, sometimes the enemy will try to come in. See, when we're having our revival and things are going, okay, especially sometimes with young people, and we make a mistake, here come a whole bunch of demon powers and whatever you want to call them, and they tell you that you screwed up. And you t- they tell you that that's all a baby, That there is no way of you coming back. When you do or commit an iniquity, something you knew that you shouldn't have done but you don't. And there he comes and he says, there is no way back. It is all over. But I want to remind something this evening. Oh, I want you to remind him something this evening. That you see the cross has something in it as well. That he was bruised for your iniquity. And I think it is time to shove that back into the face of the enemy. That he was bruised for your iniquity. That even there is an iniquity he was bruised for. You don't have to stay there. You can have your own revival. So the little boy went home, and the little boy went home, and he was placed back in his original position as a son, and I believe that knowing you can go, you can come back to your original position as a son and as a daughter of God. Because you see, wherever he is, there is restoration. Wherever he is, there is a revival. And he is here tonight. He is in this building this evening. See, I think it is time for us to rise up out of the chicken cup. If even we are in the chicken cup. If we are in there, it's time to rise up. You have been given eager wins. You don't have to stay in your loneliness. You don't have to stay in your depression. You can soar above that. And even if you are an eagle, and you have been soaring, and you have been defeating every enemy, tearing down every wall, breaking down every chains. See, the eagle himself come to a place that it needs a revival. No matter how great the eagle is, it's the greatest bird. It can soar the highest. But yet, it comes to a time that it needs its own revival. There is the story of the eagle. Of how the eagle comes to a point where the beak starts to bend. It comes to a point... Where the talons are not able, are not sharp as it was to grab the prey. It comes to a point where the feathers, because it is growing old, they become heavy and they become thick to the chest that it cannot fly as high as it wants anymore. And at this point, the eagle comes to a place that it must make a decision. You must make a decision to say, am I going to quit and give up and perish, or am I going to go and have a revival? And you see, sometimes a revival does not always come with rejoicing. Sometimes a revival comes by you going down on your knees. A revival sometime comes by repentance and tears. A revival sometime comes by separating yourself from evil. Amen. Amen. A revival sometime comes by the chastening of the Lord. Amen. And so the eagle has to make a decision and he goes up on a mountaintop. And there on top of the mountain, it starts to be, it beat its beak against the rock. It starts to beat it against the rock. I'm beating it against the rock. Because it knows that there is still a 20% that it can still give. It knows that that is not the end of it. It knows that there is more to come. Because there is a nature in it that tells it that there is more to come. Amen. And it goes and it starts to beat his beak. And beat his beak. Until the beak is broken. And a new one comes up. And after the beak comes, it starts to take off his talons. And take them all off. And wait till new talons comes. And once the talons comes, it starts to pluck up the feathers, and to pull out the old feathers, and to pull out the old rugged tins. Why? Because it is wanting a revival. It is wanting to go back to its original place again. Yeah. And it started to pluck out all the old wings. And friends, sometimes we ought to stay there. When we go down on ease, we ought to stay there and wait. Wait. Don't be quick to leave. Wait. If it doesn't happen that night, come back to night and wait. The desire that is in you. To get rid of whatever sin, to get rid of whatever stubbornness that desire is because there is a, a nature in you, because there is a deep in you that is telling you that there is more to give. When you go that way, keep beating on that rock. Don't worry, the rock will not break. Keep beating on it. Keep beating till all the pride is gone. Keep beating till all the malice is gone. Keep beating till all the differences are gone. Keep beating till all the hatred is gone. Keep beating on that rock. Look for the head say, it might not happen that night. It might take time, but you just keep beating. You just keep beating. Because one day, because you see that eagle, he keeps on beating. And he keeps on beating. And he waits until he gets some set of wings. And I want you to notice. That these wings are the same wings that he had. See, these wings and all you know, the, the old wings that he had were taken off of it, And there were new wings plucked on it. They were the same wings. See, the beak was not, it might have been plucked out, but it just grew out. It was in him. The talons, they were already in him. The faith is already in here. See the joy is already in here. The peace is already in here. But all you need is to revive it again, because the revival is to bring back that which is already was. And he gets the new wings. Not new wings, but the ones he had just revived. The faith you had just revived. All the clocks of doubt, all the clocks of fear, just pushing them away. The only place that you can push them away is when you get there. When you get on your knees. When you are at the altar in your home. That's why he said the revival is in your home. That is why you revive the faith. And you come to church. And you get more of that revival. And you feel it more. And the word comes. And it encourages you. See, the word must be something that must be pushing you for more of God. It must be something that you come to get a, a charge and go back home and keep fighting the enemy. And go back home and keep slaying the enemy. And go back home and keep breaking the chains. And when those new wings comes, it says that it takes a flight. He takes the Floyd and they call it the Floyd of the rebirth. He takes the Floyd and it starts to soar again. It starts to soar again. Now it can go and now it can take the praise again. Now it can go, and now it can feed on the word again. Now it can go, and it can defeat every enemy again. And the Bible says, not the Bible, but the story of the ego <laughs> says that after that, it leaves for another span of 30 years. Another span... Or 30 years but friends when the bride of Christ come to that place of the revival where the Word of God has been born in her when she is constantly reviving that word that is in her she comes to a place that she does not live for another 30 years she does not live for another 50 years but she lives through where well, to eternity See this revival is what is gonna place you into eternity. Nothing else is gonna do. It is the word that is gonna do. See, he knew what was gonna bring us into that, and that is why he sent a message. That is why he has revealed those seals to us in this last age. That is your revival. That is the revival of the bride. And this is our time. This is your revival. It is my revival. How many eagles are in here tonight? How many eagles will say I need to get on top of the mountain tonight? You can start tonight. But don't stop, don't stop, keep beating. If you need to go on a mountain, go there and just keep beating. You are bound to go to that place. There is a fountain that is flowing. If you're sitting here tonight, or you are a prodigal son tonight, You can make your way back home. You can make your way back home. You don't need to stay there. You don't need to keep on eating the swine food. You don't need that. There is a better food. There is a way better food than that. There are many people who have had that swine food before. Oh, you have. Let me tell you there is a better food. You can make your way back home. Don't worry, the heavenly father is not gonna start pointing out your faults. He's not gonna start pointing out your wrongs. See, when the prodigal got home, see daddy never spoke about him leaving. Daddy never spoke about you know, any of the things he done. Daddy just said, bring in a new robe. Daddy said, let's have a feast. Let's rejoice. Let's praise His name. Let's give Him glory. Because my son has come back home. And when you have had a revival, then you can give Him glory. Then you can give Him praise. But even before the revival comes, you can start praising Him. That was a little quote I read the other day. It wasn't from the message, but I believe some of you read it already. And I may not be able to repeat it the exact same way. But he said that if the Lord hasn't opened the door yet, you start praising him in the hallway. See, you start praising him in the hallway even if he hasn't opened the door yet. Amen. Amen. You start giving him glory because he's going to open the door. Amen. The time we don't know, but he will open the door. The time of the border change, we don't know, but he will open the door. And I think we ought to start praising him. We ought to start giving him glory. We ought to start living in a place of a true and a genuine revival. Amen. Everyday revival. Every day pushing out. Every day clearing out in a tent that is standing underwear. To be sons and daughters of God. Let us rise on our feet. He asked the musicians to come this evening. Amen. There is a people that are going to change the dimension. There is a people that are going to change the habitation. But it starts here. Your revival starts here. Perhaps it already started. And it's good. Keep it going. This is your revival. Amen. 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 It is your revival. You are an eagle. And you can soar higher than you want. I don't know what's on your heart, sister. Naomi. Brother I don't know. Oh, I don't know. Whatever's on your heart. Amen. Blessing to Him this evening. Let's be in that revival state. Let's keep on reviving ourselves selfish day. Push out anything that is hindering you. Amen. And keep riding on it. Just keep riding on that log, it'll lead you home. Amen. You got one, brother? You got one?
0: They that
1: wait
0: upon the Lord, they shall renew their strength. They shall i
1: Teach me, Lord. Teach me, Lord, to wait. You know, there was one time a revival going on, and you know there was the people that came down to see the revival. And when they came down to see the revival, you see they were looking for it, and they were wondering where is this revival. And you see, there was a man that was standing, and You think it must have been a policeman or something or so. And he was standing there, and they thought, well, he must be the lord of the country. So perhaps we will go to him, and we will ask him about the revival. We will ask him about the place where they can find the revival. Because they were looking for it. And they went to the man, and they asked him, We've had a revival in this country. We've had a revival in the city. And we want to ask a question. Where is the revival? And the man looked unto him. And he said unto him, You are looking at it. You are looking at a revival. And I believe that tonight, there is a people here that can say that we are looking at a revival. It is your revival. You are the revival When the world is looking for a light You are that light When your loved one was lost in the world Is looking for Christ And trying to find What can I look on to? You are the one You are the revival But you see you must keep it going all the time It was the world's revival, but I believe that that revival hasn't stopped. I believe we can have the Edmonton revival. I believe we can have the end time massive tabernacle revival, not a revival of a tabernacle, not a revival of a four square building, but a revival of a bride of Christ, a revival of a people that has been born with God. This is your revival. There is coming a day that we are going to take a flight. That we are going to leave this place. Brother Abraham will talk about it. And he'll say, for this journey, you don't need to pack up for it. See, when you are going on a journey, you pack up your, your, your suitcases. And you put in your clothes. And you put in whatever you need. Because you're going on a journey. But Brother Brown said there's another journey that we're going. And you need don't need to pack for this journey. You don't need much for this journey. All that you need for this journey is the token. All that you need for this journey is the Holy Ghost. And there is a revival that can bring that to you that Holy Ghost, that's all we need for this journey, and one day, we will fly away, they'll be looking for us, they'll be looking for you at work, they'll be like, where is Brother Marshall today? We've got this whole bunch of water that need to be taken out, Where has he gone to? Brother Mark, they were looking for you at the airport. What is all this lockup going on? Where is Brother Mark? Brother Andrew, they called you to come and fix the stuff in your home. Where is Brother Andrew? The plumber did not show up. Brother Ed, Brother Moses, Sister Cheryl, Brother Miriam, Brother Ray. They'll be looking for you one day. Sister Hannah back there, they'll be looking for you. Sister Esther. Tony. Ethan. Philip, they'll be looking for you. Julia. Mark, they'll be looking for you at the university. He was supposed to write an exam. Where is he? brother Kevin, brother Monashe, brother Ron, brother Tito back there, brother Norbert, they'll be looking for you, brother Simon, sister Bramela. sister Edith, they'll be looking for you. Tim. Open the balcony there. Sam, they'll be looking for you. Kezia, they'll be looking for you. Where have they gone to? Savannah, they'll be looking for you. Dwayne, they'll be looking for you. Sister Rachel, they'll be looking for you. Sister Sarah Walker Child, they'll be looking for you. gone. Brother Jake, they'll be looking for you. Sister Lisa, they'll be looking for you. Where are they gone? You streaming, they'll be looking for you. The revival has taken another step. Revival has moved into another dimension. It is a real revival. It is a true revival. Pentacles had a revival of the gifts and the tongues and those kind of things, and it was good. But this revival. Is Christ this revival? Is the capstone? I think there ought to be a people there, ought to be rejoicing. To be the most happiest people on the earth. There is no other revival coming. This is the last revival. No other one is coming. No other message is coming. No other messenger is coming. This is the last one. She's waiting for just one last step. Her soul has been redeemed. There is a Holy Ghost that is purging the Spirit. She's waiting for just one last step. She's waiting for just that body. To take a change, no more grey hair. Is that there will be peace forever there? It's worth walking this journey. Friends, Paul would have loved this age. Elijah would have loved this age. Elisha would have loved this age. Isaiah would have loved this age. Jeremiah would have loved this age. But God placed them all on a different age. And He said for this age... I'm going to have you. For this age, I'm going to have you. Why did he put you here? Because he has confidence in you. Don't beat yourself down. He has confidence in you. He put you here. The darkest, the most wicked one. Because he knows that you are going to make it. gonna make and Understand what it'll take for you to make keep pressing on brother keep pressing on young people keep pressing on dad keep pressing on mom keep pressing on son daughter keep pressing on don't quit. There's coming a
0: day. We
1: like for a prayer to come. a day
0: when no harm. Just day.
2: was closing, and he says, can you imagine what the scene will be down here when they're looking for you? Where where were they? They they, they were somewhere. Put yourself there. They're going to be looking for you, and they won't find you. Now there's another part to that whole scene. What's it going to be like the first five minutes in heaven when you see everybody else I'll tell you, there'll be a shouting and singing and dancing. Oh, hallelujah. It'll be worth it all. That, that, that'll be a time. I'll, I'll say, I'm, that's when everything that you ever labored for will be worth it all. Just to think you made it. Isn't that wonderful? Sometimes we wait for the revival. Well, when the church, when the music's beaten and when this is happening, that's not the kind of revival we're in. It's your revival. If the rest of the church isn't going to have a revival, I'm going to have a revival. And the revival isn't just when I get here, although it's good when I get here. But I'll tell you what, I enjoy it. It's the open book revival. When I get up in the morning, I'm not thinking, oh man, I gotta read. No, I pick it up and I go, what scripture will the Lord make real to me today? What message will I read? Really, and at what moment will he drop a little nugget in? And make himself more real and recognize, I am walking just like Christ walked. He's walking in me. That's the revival. It's your revival. When you wake up tomorrow, you can have it. Don't wait for somebody. We, oh, well, When somebody's saying, no, it's mine. Nobody can have it but me. Yeah. I I tell you what, I like that. You know, there was a time when Brother Branham, I I, I won't speak much like I, I enjoyed the word. I enjoyed the admonishment. But Brother Branham was talking about a time he was in church. And he says, I was sitting there in the seat of the scornful, he called it. And he says, you know, I, and I had been telling my church all along, and you know, there's there there's this 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 platform, and there's a little Pentecostal group, and those people, I, I'd never, he's a Baptist background, I never did believe in them people dancing the way they did, he said. And there was a little lady came up here to play the piano, and she was going to play a special, beat on a little Timbals on a washboard, and some of them beat on a tin can. And he says, and I was very much a critic of it. So before you, before somebody gets a little passionate, or a little wild, Don't, don't say anything until you can jump in. And he says, I was just a little bit critical of it. He says, and this woman began to play a special. She got to playing. A lady got to doing this and all of a sudden a little blonde-headed girl started jumping out there on the floor and began to dance in the spirit. And he says, now will you look at that? (laughs) Now he says, I was sitting there not knowing better. I wasn't saying anything. But in my heart, I was thinking that. And I watched her there for a while, and I says, hmm, I wonder if there's any scriptures for that. And then all of a sudden he says, I thought of the children of Israel when they crossed the Red Sea and they saw their enemies dead. And I remembered Miriam picking up a tambourine and shouting and dancing. And I thought of all the daughters of Israel following her. And he says, I was was thinking of that. I thought of David. There he is. His sweetheart sitting up there behind the fan fanning. And her cute little boyfriend, David, out there. And he started dancing. (laughs) And she kind of despised him. And he says, now, if you don't, he thought of all of these things. And you know, there's only one thing the matter. I don't have enough victory, he said. That's the only thing. And he says, so you know what I started doing? He says, I started tapping my feet, my foot. Yeah. Tapping it. You want to have a revival? Yeah. Sing a song. Yeah. If you can't sing it around anybody, sing it in your car. Sing it wherever you can. You want to have a revival? Just put on some music. Put on a tape. Spend a little time in prayer. You want to have a revival? He says, here I was. I started tapping my foot a little bit. And the first thing you know, And he says, God is my judge. I was out there on the floor dancing with that girl. Now, whoa, wouldn't that cause a few heart attacks here? I love the part of the old eagle. Don't you love that, Brother Harold? Within that eagle is everything. David never lost his salvation, but he lost the joy. I think that, that we ought to have that revival. Don't you? Tomorrow morning when I wake up, I, I'm not around anybody. But I can wake up, I can talk to the Lord, I can sing a song, I can read the Bible, I can talk. Whatever the day holds, I don't know what it holds, but it's an opportunity to walk with God. I'll tell you what, it's not a dread; it, it's a rejoicing. You know what? They're gonna ask one day where'd they go. And it's just like I go to this little pond and there's all these geese. You know, and I, I, I walk there sometimes. They're not there anymore. Where'd those geese go? But you know what those geese do first? They start to gather together. They start to form circles and have a revival. They start to, you know, do it. We, oh my, I'm talking. We were in Saskatchewan and and you've seen the snow geese when they come through Saskatchewan. The fields are full of them. Well, we were out visiting some people in Saskatchewan. We're coming back and there's a field. I just couldn't take it. I stopped the car. Some people in the car. I ran out in the field. I don't know how many thousands of geese they were, but I watched them as I was running towards them. They didn't sit still. They started to fly. And they, and I'll tell you what, I got all those geese flying in a circle. I'll tell you what, the Word ought to excite you. The Word is working mightily in me. I think we ought to be able to be the happiest people. The only thing you need is a little more victory sometimes. Get in the Word. It's an open book revival. There's something new every day. God makes something more real. Well, let's sing when the redeemed are gathering in. I tell you what, it's time to go home. And I'm going to have a good time doing it. It's not all drudgery. Yeah, there's a battle, but it's worth it. I'll take it. Whatever it is, it's worth it. Everything. Everything. I am, I am thinking of the rapture
0: in our blood, home on high when the redeemed are gathering in. And how we'll raise a heavenly anthem in that city in the sky when the redeemed are gathering in. When the redeemed are gathering in is clear and strong. When the redeemed are gathering in, then the angels all will listen, for they cannot join that song. When the redeemed
2: here tonight. I was watching a few people in Edmonton swaying in their pew. <laughs> Wasn't that something? What a time. I'll tell you what, isn't it good to be a Christian? I'll tell you what, there's a lot of battles and a lot of fight, but it's worth it. And I'll tell you what, there's nothing better than waking up in the morning and singing a song and the devil goes, I don't know what they're singing about. Well, i tell you what, something I'm eating in my mouth is sweet. Yeah. In my belly it's bitter. Yeah. But I'll tell you what, when I eat it and I digest it, I've got to do something with it. I'll prophesy again. I'll sing. I'll shout. I'll dance about. That's a jubilee. Yeah. Amen. Brother Monashi, I'm going to ask you to close in prayer. Let's just sing, I'll fly away, I'll fly away. <laughs> just a verse or two and then our brother's going to come. Some I'm glad morning when this life is over,
0: I'm gonna fly away. Oh, to a home on God's celestial shore. I'm gonna fly away. And Mars is flow.